episode 16 of Talent Jackie. Listening to Talent Talent Talking Podcast, a show for job seekers, recruiters, and hiring managers. Here's a guy that had a typo on his resume and lived to tell about it. Your host, Sean Kelly. Thank you for joining me on Talent Jockey this week. Much appreciated. I am your host, Sean Kelly, where I provide insight and guidance into the world of talent acquisition, bringing job seekers, hiring managers, and recruiters all together to make it a win-win-win situation in the end. So you'll probably notice, so first of all, I have to put this out there. I'm a little under the weather. Uh, I came down with some creeping crud last week. Uh, I had to leave my day job a little early. Actually, I had a little fever, which is uh, unusual for me. I don't usually get hit with the bug, especially when I'm exercising, right? Oh, you exercise, you stab off the the sickness and uh, <clears throat> not so much. Here in Wisconsin, we get some weird weather patterns right around this time when it goes from, you know, fall to winter. Usually it'll be really warm one day and then it gets really cold uh, in that season. And then in the spring to summer, it goes from real cold to real warm with this kind of, you know, I mean, literally it could be 60 degrees one day and the next day it could be 20. And that just really messes with my system. That's where I usually get my colds. It's that, that swing that happens. Now, somebody may say, well, Sean, that doesn't really cause sickness. Um, you are probably got a virus, uh, you know, and somebody else has gotten sick and you caught that. And it just happens to be a coincidence that the weather pattern happens to, to be like that which is probably the case. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm kind of round in the corner, but you could probably hear a little bit of it in my voice. And for that, I apologize. But bear with me. Whew, it's, you know, you could probably hear me breathe through my mouth a little bit more than my nose, but I hopefully won't make this such an annoying episode to listen to while I try to talk. And I think you're supposed to speak through your mouth anyway, or breathe, speak, speak, yeah, speak through your mouth versus your nose. And I think that some of us here in the Midwest speak through our nose at times. We get a little nasally. But nonetheless, how are you? Are you are you crushing it out there in the marketplace, whatever your role is? Hiring managers, are you hiring? Recruiters, are you recruiting? Job seekers, are you landing the opportunities that you're seeking and desire? Now, you'll probably notice I did skip a week. Um it, for whatever reason, I just, well, I can make up excuses till I'm blue in the face. I actually had a conference that I went to, a personal, something that I do uh, in a hobby, and I'll kind of go into this in this episode because it has to do, we're going to go into personal branding on this episode because it's been that topic. What happens over the week is I get something in my head and I go, oh, I really should talk about this on Talent Jockey. I should really talk about this on Talent Jockey. And this is how I think it's going to flow through the episode. And I'll jot down some notes before I record not to lose my way and make sure I cover some things. And um, and I have had this topic on, on mine for a while, so we're going to cover that. But last, not this week, but the last week I had a, uh, a gaming con- convention I went to. It was local here. I'm a tabletop gamer. Um, if some of you know me on the personal level, 
somebody be say so whenever somebody asks me like so what do you do Sean like for fun or on the side and I say well I'm a gamer and they go oh yeah, like PS3 and uh, Xbox right my my cousin does a lot of gaming and I'm like nah, not video games I do tabletop gaming and then it becomes quite a conversation I I usually take it over but they do find an interest as a matter of fact one of the uh, administrative assistants that are that's in my day job uh, sits across from me. And so I say, hey, I'm going to this gaming conference. She, she'll say, you know, casual conversation. What are you doing this weekend? And I say, well, I'm going to a game con. And they go, what's that? And I say, well, and I say, I'm a gamer. And they said, oh, PS3, Xbox. And I go, no, tabletop. And they're like, oh, like Monopoly. And I say, no, not, not like Monopoly. Uh, it's like, you know, role-playing games. Now, back in the days, it, it would be hard for somebody to come out and just say, "Yeah, I'm a role playing game, you know, role play gamer. Uh, I play Dungeons and Dragons and and some other ones." And people usually will know what Dungeons and Dragons are. And you know, frankly, talking about this on Talent Jockey, it just gets you to know me a little bit on uh, an, a little personal side. But anyways, uh, it was a gaming convention, and there is board games there, but it's not Monopoly. It's Euro, usually like a Euro based board game. There's resources to manage, um, and it it. I mean, it covers the gamut, but, uh, my back, my personal, um, my interest is really around the tabletop RPGs, which is, you know, pencils, paper, and dice, and it's the weird dice. And if you know Dungeons and Dragons, then you know what I'm talking about. If you've played it, then you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, uh, you know, write me an email at Sean at Talent Jockey and say, Hey Sean, I found this interesting that you are a gamer. I am, or I heard about it. I want to know more about it. Let me know because I can certainly ramble on it for quite some time. As a matter of fact, I have another podcast that I do that's an hour long each week with a friend of mine that all we do is talk about tabletop role-playing games. So anyways, there, some insight to my background. So I missed last week. The convention went to Sunday. I could have recorded Sunday-ish, Monday, maybe put it out late. But I just I didn't have the gas in me to really put out a quality what I thought would be a quality episode. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just, it's better to put, it's better to put it off, I think, than to kind of fake the funk and know that it's not really quality or you're not going to get anything out of it or it's not going to be interesting. So I, I made a decision. I'm not going to put one out and I could have probably warned people, but nonetheless, here I am today uh, and we're going to get into some personal branding. All right, let's so let's go into that. So that's kind of my announcements um, to kind of elaborate there and what's been going on. Um, so personal branding. Now this could be a course in marketing. Um, we can get into a lot more details and a lot of the, of the nuances. I'm going to give you some insight into how I've personally branded myself, and you can actually go out there and see some pretty decent, I don't know how I put them, I don't want to say movers and shakers, though they may be, but there are some people that really do it and you can kind of tell um, how they do it and how, what it works and what works for them. So what I'm about to go into, again, may not work for everybody, but I think it's a good starting point. And if you can do this effectively, then great. And it may give you an edge in the job space um, from job space, or or even if you're in a hobby and you want people to recognize who you are for what you are, this will come in handy. 
And the purse, I'm not a big fan of the personal branding terminology, but I, like I've said in previous shows, it really does wrap it up. I mean, it does, there's not really too many other terms, terminology, uh, other terminology that I put towards it that would really sum it up um, very well. So what is personal branding and why would it benefit you? So first of all, personal branding, it's kind of you establishing yourself exactly of who you are, what you do, how you do it, and you're putting yourself out there on the web in basically exposing yourself and those backgrounds uh, that you have and your experiences and having that kind of go across multiple platforms, okay? And as I vet this a little bit in more detail as we go along, it will make more sense, okay? But just bear with me for now because nobody knows who you are right now, really. Your friends, family, you know, some work associates, they know who you are. And even your work associates may not actually know who you are, right? I sit across from an admin assistant, um, it's not mine, of course. She supports our SVP, but um, she doesn't know who I am. I mean, she knows what I do in the department that I'm in, which is talent acquisition. But other than that, I mean, she didn't know as I was a gamer. Um, she kind of knows, you know, my sense of humor, maybe, but she really doesn't know much about. Me. She may know that I'm married. Um, she may know that I, I have some cats as pets, what have you. But you know, we don't get into a lot of depth when we even work with people that we've known for 10 or 15 years. And I think with personal branding, you're going to be able to expose yourself, um, (laughs) expose yourself sounds dirty. Um, but you know what I'm, I'm getting at is you're going to put yourself out there, some of your skills, your experience, your background, so that job seekers, companies, or job seekers, companies, recruiters, hiring managers can get a better idea of who you are, what you're about, how you handle yourself, um, and your, your experiences and knowledge. And that's going to be from outside of the resume. And I sincerely believe that when people say the resume is dead, I, when I'm, that's up for debate, but I think the resume is going to complement your personal brand. Okay. So maybe the resume is like, Hey, look at this. Here's me. Here's high level. Oh, and by the way, if you'd like to know more, here's all the social media platforms that I'm on and you'll be able to see exactly how I conduct myself online and what I talk about and what my background. And you may even understand what drives me or what motivates me. And then as a hiring manager or a recruiter, they will be able to look at that and say, you know what, this is something that we, this is an individual that we could see a value in our organization, or they are driven by different values that we would not be able to provide them. So it would be a mismatch to bring them into our organization, right? So a perfect example would be if you're on social media and you're a very go-getter, you're very tenacious, you want to move fast, you want to move forward, um, you have some very good ideas, and you you have good execution, but the organization you're considering may be more conservative in how they move and how they come to uh, decision-making process, then there is going to be a disconnect between the two. And of course, you're going to get frustrated as the job seeker who wants to move quickly and the organization is going to constantly have to reel you in um, from going rogue um, and going crazy within their 
their organization and their decisions. And it's just, you'll both be frustrated, right? And you don't want that. So you really want, again, the happy ending at the end when everything is fleshed out. Um, so it's a good match made in heaven, I guess, for lack of better words. All right. So where do we start with personal branding? Now, first of all, there's going to be a level of comfort that some of you are going to be okay with. And then there's going to be a, a level of comfort that you're not going to be okay with. This is going to be totally up to you in how you handle it and how you manage it. For me personally, I put a lot of myself out there. And some people may say, well, Sean, I'm a little worried about my personal privacy. I'm worried about people, you know, identification or ID theft. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't feel as comfortable as you putting out all the details of my life out there on the web. To which I say, I totally get it. I totally understand. But just listen to what I have to say. And you could still put things out there and still be conservative in what and how you put them out there. Okay. Um, you may actually, I mean, I haven't been, my, my identity hasn't been stolen yet. Knock on wood. But... Um, you do you do have to be you you do have to be conscious now i used to work in information security so trust me when i say you have to understand what you put out there and uh how that may be used by cyber criminals or what have you but at the same time i mean if they know i've got four cats well so be it now if they're creating a profile on me and they're really data mining me well, that's great. Maybe they have information that they can use to to market to individuals like myself. Um, maybe they can social engineer me better. Social engineering for people that I'm getting way off on the beaten path, but social engineering is just a way that cyber criminals will use the social and the te- uh, technical piece, kind of like the uh, the workings of human interaction against you. So they may. So one example of social engineering is is posing as a legitimate company when they're not and trying to you know call you and try to gain information out of you by conveying that they're a legitimate source, right? Another way of social engineering is, let's say I wanted to um, walk into a major corporation that has security, but I have a clipboard and a fake name badge and I walk in and I don't swipe in, I tailgate through doors, which means I don't swipe my badge and I act like I own the place in an effort to gain access to restricted areas, right? So I am posing as a legitimate source, even though I'm not. So that's kind of the, the, you're basically uh, prying on the social aspects of human interaction. So if people are more apt to helping you, um, you know that they're they're going to help you. You can manipulate that to gain, uh, to further your, um, criminal activities. You know, a perfect example is if I wanted to get into a building, I'd have a uh, five or six boxes in my hand and I can't open the door and somebody's there, they're going to open the door for me. Boom. Now I'm in the, and then I'm in the organization's building, right? See, so you kind of see how that is uh, manipulating that situation. Anyways, social engineering, they could basically go through all of my social profiles, find out who I am, where I am. They could even pose who I am. You know, I'm Sean Kelly and I blah, blah, blah. And, I, and maybe circumvent um, something that relies on me as the real Sean Kelly to to gain access or something along those lines. I'm not worried about it. You know, take it for what it's worth. Anyways, i sorry, I digress. Um, 
So the, obviously when I talk about personal branding, especially online, it's really going to be around some of the social media sites. So if you're not on them, uh, I would sign up for the following. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, Instagram, and about.me. Okay, I'll say those a little bit slower. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, Instagram, and about.me. So I think everybody, it's safe to say that maybe listening to this either has or has had a Facebook account. Um, so Facebook is one, okay? If you're not on there, now some people like say, I hate Facebook, I don't want to be on there. Fine, don't be on there. Then be on Twitter or LinkedIn. Uh, and vice versa, somebody might say, well, I don't like LinkedIn. Fine, you know, pick your social media platforms of choice, okay, whatever those are. Now, Instagram, obviously it's big photo image. Uh, I could add Pinterest, uh, so I'm on all those. I'm on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+. Uh, what else am I on? About.me. Oh, goodness gracious. I'm on last.fm. Uh, there's a ton of them that I'm on. I even have blogger accounts that are, are related to me. And I also, a website, okay? Get a website or a URL, uh, specifically, if you can, to your name. That's huge. Uh, I think as the web gets bigger and bigger and bigger and exponentially climbs and grows and you're going to want your name as a website or a URL. So I have seanpkelly.com and I have seanpkelly.net and I own those. Now, seanpkelly.net may be, if I'm not mistaken, an actual redirect, which means if you go in there, it just redirects to another website, but I own it. So if I wanted to put up two different websites or uh, one thing I keep .net, uh, and .com is because I own .net. Um, so if somebody wants to you know, say, hey, I'm Sean P. Kelly, I noticed you have .net, do you really need it? I could probably sell it to them if I wanted to. Or I could have two different websites, or I could have one point to the other. The fact is, is that it prevents somebody else from getting it, really, more than anything. And so I can, I can own those. Uh, you never know when the next big retailer is going to be called Sean P. Kelly, or maybe it's the next designer, and he's gonna he or she's gonna want a, you know, a web presence, and I can say, well, I'll sell you my domain, and you know, there you go. But the point is, what you want to do with each of those, if you can, is you want to get your name, and even if it's a nickname, if you want to go by a nickname because you're one of, maybe you're called the Bruiser, because uh, you've had that forever, and all your colleagues know you as the Bruiser. Um, they don't even know your real name. They just call you the bruiser or they call you Chuck and it's not re- your real names like Steve, uh, Steve Johnson or something. And they just, everybody calls you Chuck. What you're trying to do is an establish a consistency across all those platforms. So Twitter dot twitter.com forward slash Sean P Kelly. You'll find me Facebook. I think I'm SPK podcaster cause I, I canceled my Facebook and deleted it. I actually had think Mr. Sean P. Kelly before, and then I lost it because I deleted it. And then when it gets put in recirculation, somebody probably reclaimed it. Uh, LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn forward slash in forward slash Sean P. Kelly. Uh, Instagram, I think it's the same thing. Sean P. Kelly about me, Sean forward slash Sean P. Kelly. So the, the thing is, is that it'll make it very easy for all those to be tied kind of together. Now, about.me is kind of an interesting website because you can put up your social media profiles on there. You could be put on a big splash background. Um, it's, it can be very dynamic. 
You could put in your personal and professional information. And it is an interesting website. I think it has a lot of wheels because it can be almost what LinkedIn is without being as strictly professional as LinkedIn. Okay. But it is not going to be as, um, oh, gee, as personal as maybe Facebook. And it's really not a stream where you're putting updates out there. It's just establishing a presence on the web that says, hey, this is who Sean is about. So it may go into my professional background and my personal background. And it's people that are going to go there is going to be, it's about Sean, right? It's not going to be Sean, the talent jockey guy. It's not going to be about Sean, the tabletop gamer. It's going to be about Sean, tabletop gamer, talent jockey guy, cat owner, living in Madison, Wisconsin. All right. So I do like that site. I think it's got some legs. It can actually um, be a decent central hub for you. However, I will, I would be uh, mistaken by saying that I think the home base for you on the web should be your own website. And that should be SeanPKelly.com or whatever your name is, or Chuck, Big Chuck or Big Bruiser, com whatever it is should be your website and then everything go out from there because your website is the one I mean about me could disappear LinkedIn could get bought out Twitter could go bye bye Facebook could phase out you know or be bought by another company and change names and change rules so everything that you've established there could be going bye bye but if you have your own website and you have it backed up that's yours you can manip- manipulate it any way you want. And that's really important. That's huge. And you have full control over that. Even if your web hosting organization goes bye-bye, at least your website, if it's backed up, you have it, you can move it to another web host. Now, I'm not going to get into how do I create a website or anything like that um, because that can get a little technical, but I can assure you that it is not as bad as you may think. As a matter of fact, a lot of places that you go to sign up for uh, your own website, which could be GoDaddy, could be domain.com, could be hover.com. You put it in there, you do a search for it. It'll tell you if it's available. You could say, I want to buy that just like a sweater or a piece of clothing or you know a book off of Amazon. You say, yep, add to my cart. You buy it. You buy it for typically anywhere from six to 12 bucks a year. And then you put in your credit card and it's yours. And then you get to keep it. And then if it's a place that actually has web hosting, you could say, I want to set up a website for this domain. And you it literally can come down to a few clicks of some buttons and boom. Um, some have really easy WYSIWYG or what you see is what you get editors, which means you could just go, hey, I want to put a picture here, plop. And then it just does all the HTML, which is the code behind the website and puts it out there for you. So I don't want to, again, don't want to get into much of the weeds, but setting up a website on the web is not that hard anymore. As a matter of fact, there's like places like Squarespace that does it. And again, I'm not making money off of any of those. They're none of them are. None of them have affiliated links with me. But they're just some that you can check into. Regardless, let's move on. All right. So when you do that, you want a, a, a typical consistency across all the platforms. So if you look at some of my social media sites, you're going to find that I use the same image on all of those sites. Okay. Why do I do that? Because when I'm a recruiter and I'm bopping around uh, or somebody else is bopping around the web and they may come across my Twitter account or they may come across my Facebook account and it may be on purpose or they may just stumble across one of those platforms and find me. 
Um, because who knows, maybe they say, LinkedIn will say, hey, you may know these people. And they, for whatever reason, LinkedIn has a great way of, you know, they know your search history and some of that information. And so they'll know like, oh, you're connected to Sean on Google Plus. You may know this guy. And it may be the same guy that's here on LinkedIn. And it's the same picture. So what happens is it allows quick recognition of who I am, no matter what platform you come across. Now, when you, so use the same image, profile image, if you're going to use a profile. I suggest not using an avatar. Don't put in some goofy alien avatar, unless of course that's something you're, that's part of your brand. But nonetheless, I change my image probably once a year uh, because I think it needs to be up to date. Because if somebody walks into me on the street, I want, or I, you know, hey, let's meet up for coffee. I want them to walk into the coffee place and go, oh, I remember him, his LinkedIn and in image. I remember his Twitter image. Oh, that's him. Okay, I can recognize him. You know, versus, you know, 20 years ago, they may not recognize me because I was probably 50 pounds lighter. Um, so you get what I'm saying. Also with that image, don't make it where you were at a party and you're cropping yourself, uh, your friend out of the image and it looks like somebody's hand is on your shoulder and they're cut off and your face is along the edge of the image, right? Just get a nice face. I mean, do a selfie. Gentlemen, if you do a selfie, do it kind of at an angle. Uh, I think I mentioned this on LinkedIn. Uh, For whatever reason, when, when guys take a selfie face on, they start to look creepy. Women can get away with it for whatever reason. Men, you look creepy. You look like the person that's looking over the fence at your neighbor and you don't want to be that that guy. So, but take a few, you know, smile, you know, have some genuine, uh, a genuine facial expression, I guess. Uh, don't make it look goofy, cross-eyed or whatever. Um, but same image across all those. Also, a lot of them have what's called the ability to put in what is what I would consider a tagline about you, whatever it is. So Twitter's Twitter, I think, refer to refers to it as the tagline. Google Plus refers to it as the tagline as well. Uh, LinkedIn, I think you can actually put that uh, put this in as like maybe even part of the summary. But for example, make it personal and professional. Okay. And it could be words or terms, uh, or maybe just a small, short paragraph to the point. So, for example, mine, my tagline on a majority of mine, and it's really easy. Once you create it, you just copy and paste it everywhere you go. So that's really nice. Maybe you put it in a master document. And so when you do change it, you just change a master document. And then when you go to different websites and your different social media platforms, you just copy and paste it across all of them. So, for example, mine currently, I think I took this right off of Twitter. It says husband, army vet, recruiting consultant, RPG gamer, podcaster, talentjockey.com, motorcycle rider, cat owner times four, sneeze, right? So instead of saying, I'm a husband, uh, I've been married for 15 years, um, and I'm also a veteran of the army, blah, 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 blah. I just use short terms so they could just see like, oh, guy's a vet. Uh, He's a recruiter probably professionally, an RPG gamer. I don't know what that means, but if an RPG gamer comes across my profile, they'll know exactly. Oh, podcaster. Oh, and it's for talentjockey.com. Awesome. Maybe I'll check that out. They'll click on it. Oh, and he likes to ride motorcycles and he owns four cats. Right? So pretty straightforward, very easy, quick to read. Um, And I put that on Twitter, put it on Facebook, Google Plus, about me to Instagram uh, and a lot of those other different channels. 
So whenever they go to any of those, they could say, well, I'm not sure if this is the same Sean Kelly that's on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if it's the same guy that hosts Talent Jockey. When they go to talentjockey.com or when they go to LinkedIn or my Twitter and they go to more than one of my social media sites, they're going to know this is the same guy. Picture matches, the blurbs match. Oh, okay, yeah, this is the same guy. But maybe he talks a little bit differently on this platform than he does on this platform. Okay, see where I'm going with this? The next thing you want to do is a lot of them have what's called a cover image. That you can also consider putting across all the same media, right? So about.me allows you to put on a huge background. Uh, Google Plus, again, Facebook also has that big header image um, now. And then you've got uh, Twitter has that big header image. So if you look at some of the websites that I'm on, you'll be able to see that it's the same stuff. And I use a collage type of method. I don't expect you to be a Photoshop wizard by any means. There's some actually online that's like you make your own collage um, in different shapes. And I think you just upload the pictures. It'll just kind of bloop, 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 plop them down and resize them. And then you'll have your own collage. Me, I just chopped up a bunch of images that represent my you know, being an army veteran, being a recruiting consultant, an RPG gamer, which is all the dice that are in there, uh, the podcaster. So I've got a little like business card looking thing on my montage that says talentjockey.com. I've got myself um, sitting on my motorcycle or putting a motorcycle picture on there. I've got a picture of one of my cats, right? So now it's a visual representation of my tagline. And this isn't rocket science, you know, and you could do this anyway. Like you could say, oh, I, I get the idea, but I really don't want to do it this way. I want to do it that way perfectly fine, right? If you want professional only on LinkedIn and maybe uh, Twitter, then go for broke. And it's not associated with anything that's on your Facebook, totally get it. Um, But as you see, you can get across those platforms, people are going to see who you are, what you're about. Okay. Is this kind of coming, coming to fruition for you? All right. Lastly, content, what you're putting out there. Uh, And actually, Now this is where it starts to flesh out a little bit more about what you do and who you are, aside from your tagline and aside from your physical, the physical images that you're putting out there, right? The content. So if you have a blog and you're blogging about just your personal life, great. There are some people out there that blog and they only talk about what they do professionally. So an example is I know an individual that does business intelligence data warehousing, he only blogs about that space, right? It might be about development. It might be uh, developing as in that platform, right? Not personal development, but um, might be developing in business intelligence, data warehousing. They may talk about the technologies that he or she uses, but they don't put a lot about their their children on there or what have you. Maybe they do. Maybe it's a different, uh, but they may use that for Facebook, but they don't do that on the blog. So that way, if he goes into a job interview, he could put his blog address on there and they can go to the blog and see his technical background and how he's um, written content about that, some of the problems that he's probably encountered and some of the solutions he's come up with around that platform. They go, oh, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Or um, maybe not so much, but at least he, you know, he's, in, he's in that industry. He's in the know um, kind of things. So you have to understand who you're connected to on what platform and what you want to convey about yourself on that platform. So LinkedIn might be a good uh, opportunity to portray your professional background on there. 
talking about and contributing to groups that are about your industry in which you're located. Um, so when I'm on LinkedIn, I used to be a technical recruiter. So I would say, well, I'm connected to a lot of IT people. IT people probably want to know what's going on in the IT realm. So they're going to you know, read blogs and articles. But if they're going to go on LinkedIn, maybe Sean also uh, contributes you know, technical articles. Maybe he talks about the job market when it has to do with technical, the technical industry. So that they may read about how to program. They may know how to read uh, the latest about routers and switches, but they don't know about the job market in and how it pertains to their industry specifically. So I'll put that out there and they'll go, oh, that's good to know. You know, the job market for IT professionals, unemployment rate, is really low. That's awesome. Good to know. Or salaries are going to go higher. So they may like tune in really closely to something that specifically impacts their job day to day, but they don't get into the weeds on really what the job market is for IT professionals. See, so I would post those out there. They'd be interested. Now I talk a little bit about recruiting um, and maybe even some self-help. Uh, maybe uh, life hacking things where maybe it doesn't matter what audience you're in. It's a way to be more proficient or efficient in how you conduct your day-to-day life. And that's something that anybody can really find beneficial. But you kind of got to mix it up a little bit and you don't want to regurgitate all your content. So one thing I don't want to do is I'm on talentjockey.com. I'm not going to put every episode of Talent Jockey on LinkedIn. Now, somebody may say, well, why not? That's what it's there for. You're putting this content out. It's a great way to market yourself. But I don't want to slam and shove and regurgitate my stuff down everybody's throat all the time because then they'll get turned off and tuned out. And that's not what I want to do. So it's you got to do it uh, sporadically um, and you got to have some discretion how you approach that. You can write articles on LinkedIn uh, and certainly you can do it around your specific industry, show people how you're an expert in your industry. Uh, it'll also show how you write and communicate, which is pretty big in the um, in the workplace, right? So of course, on LinkedIn, it's going to be very industry related. I mentioned this in previous episodes. You're not going to put the same information you would on Facebook that you would on LinkedIn. Okay, it's just not going to happen. So you're going to have these different pockets, right? That, you know, my Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google Plus, they're all different in how I approach my audience, but it's still me and everybody knows who I am. Now, if somebody says, oh, I'm connected to Sean on Google Plus, I wonder if he's on LinkedIn and they go and connect to me on LinkedIn, they're going to probably see a different side of who I am. Even though they know that I'm a husband, army vet, recruiting consultant, RPG gamer, podcaster, motorcycle rider, cat owner, they're going to see how I speak on LinkedIn, which is going to be a little bit different than I am in the role-playing game uh, circles of Google+. Okay? Nonetheless, it's still, it's still all me. So as a recruiter or a hiring manager wants to know more about Sean Kelly, what makes him tick, what he likes to do on his off time, how he approaches problems within the industry that he's in, like talent acquisition, they're going to even, they're going to probably listen to this and say, well, I wonder how he speaks or how he conducts himself even audio, uh, through audio. Right. So they're going to probably maybe listen to two seconds of this podcast. Maybe, maybe they won't at all, but at least then they'll understand, well, this guy's completely full of himself or, oh, you know, he's got a lot of potential. I think he could provide even more value to our team. Um, and I'm, we're going to pursue him or we want to talk to him to know him a little bit more and then have me come in and talk to him uh, on a personal level or professional level. 
to see how I can help their organization, maybe in their talent acquisition area, right? So does that all make sense to everybody? This is something that is not going to be built overnight. This is a long-term thing. Um, and sometimes you can't get all, you can't get all the, like the Twitter all, all on your name, but if you can in some capacity or another, you know, it'll really go a long ways. Oh, sorry about that. Um, but I think those are baby steps into establishing your personal brand and it's not too late to do it. Okay. It really isn't. Now, yes, the lateness comes into, well, I can't reserve my name at Facebook or my name at LinkedIn, but come up with something that's consistent. And if you have ones that, you know, well, I have all, I'm on all those platforms, but they're not the same, you know, URL, um, my name, I couldn't get on all of them. That's okay. But, you know, look into establishing a consistent image across those, the background, the tagline, and then think about how you want to use them and how to convey yourself as a personal brand, okay? What do you want to write on those? How often do you want to update those? And I say update as in content, like when you tweet, what are you going to put out there? Is it going to be about talent like I do? Uh, and just I, on Twitter, I put almost anything out there. Yeah, I'm getting a cup of coffee. Who cares? Yeah, hey, I'm going to interact with somebody. Hey, I'm talking about social today. Hey, I'm talking about talent or resumes. And then I'm talking about gaming, right? So I'm all over the place on Twitter because it's a micro blog and I want to just put anything out there that I can. And then Facebook, I'll put on some personal stuff, maybe update what my you know to my family and what I got going on. Um, and then on Google Plus, I put a lot of gamer stuff. LinkedIn, I put a lot of professional blogging articles that can help job seekers, recruiters, and hiring managers um, in my professional industry. But there you have it. I hope you gained something out of this. I'm sorry, I ran, it seems like I'm really going trucking along, trucking along, because this stuff gets me fired up, and I think it's something that really can be of value. As the job market changes, you are going to want to personally identify yourself as an expert in the industry and get people uh, to know you a little bit better. And you have to have some discretion. You don't want to get out there too far where you're being like, you know, maybe something's got you mad. You don't want to put that out there because somebody will come across it and say, oh, that's some some chip on the shoulder. But anyways, if you like what you've heard, write me a review on iTunes. Otherwise, I'm Sean. Thank you.